So my kid, they won't sit still. And while they seem really interested in some things, I just can't get them interested in school. Could there be a problem? Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 23 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, those are classic signs and symptoms of ADHD, but how do you know if your kid has ADHD? Should you be homeschooling them if they do have ADHD? And what are some other things you should be on the lookout for? How can you best meet their needs if they do? We're going to be talking about all of that today with our very special guest, Colleen Kessler. Now, We talked a lot in this interview, so we're going to get right into it right now. Colleen Kessler is an author, speaker, and education consultant with a master's degree in gifted education. She is a passionate advocate for the needs of differently wired kids and is a homeschool mom of four gifted, twice exceptional kids of her own, one of whom has now graduated. She is the founder of the popular podcast and website, Raising Lifelong Learners and The Learners Lab, a member community for neurodiverse families. And she's also a really good friend of mine. Colleen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I love talking to you. I always love talking to you too. And this is something that you are quite the expert in. So let's talk a little bit about ADHD. So first of all, what is it and how might I know that my child has it? Oh, so it's a neurodiversity, right? It's a brain wiring that gives kiddos a propensity. I'm just going to talk in super layman's terms, right? It gives kids a propensity to be wiggly, distractible, seem like they're lacking in motivation, but also kind of on the flip side, um, kids with ADHD, um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is what it stands for, can perseverate. They can hyper-focus on things so they can kind of get caught into things and seem like they're all in, which then makes you confused because other times they seem to be bouncing all over the place. And you're like, wait, you could focus on that. But the brain can latch on to things. And then most of the time it's kind of flipping all over the place or, or staring off into space because there's inattentive and there's the hyperactivity, which is the one that we know of. And we think about more often when we think about ADHD. Okay, so you just described most six-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, which is a problem. And one of the reasons there's a lot of misdiagnoses, right? It's also one of the reasons a typical school setting can be very difficult for young children and why homeschooling is really, really good. But yeah, it is. So the the kind of difference, right, that makes it into more of a, for lack of a better term and the term that they use, a disorder, is that it's pervasive. It affects all areas of a child's life in a negative way. It keeps them from doing things or being able to do things that most kids can do, most age peers can do. So you would adjust it depending on how old they are. Like a six-year-old kid is going to be wiggly, especially when they are not interested, they're bored, they're feeling a little silly, they're overtired or, you know, hyped up on sugar or whatever. A six-year-old kid with ADHD is going to be distractible, hyperactive, or whatever it is their symptoms are all the time, kind of over in all situations, all settings, and no one thing is going to be able to stop it for long, if that makes sense. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. That does make sense because it's like, you know, this, this is a six-year-old, but I see what you're saying. The regular six-year-old is going to kind of go up and down and ride those waves of sometimes I'm really wiggly and bouncing off the walls. And then other times I can sit and focus. Whereas the one with ADHD is just going to really struggle to focus at all times. So, okay. So what are the most important things that moms need to know if they feel like their child has ADHD, if they're you know, feeling, well, maybe there's something going on here. Yeah. So this is hard because it's going to depend on your kind of school of thought with it, right? Some parents are pro-label, some are, you know, they're totally against labels. Some want, you know, medications, some want behavioral modifications, some don't want anything. And so it's going to depend first and foremost on you as an individual. And so that, that kind of sends you down the the path of, are you going to seek a diagnosis or are you going to just know that this is your look at some checklists and think this is probably something my kid has. Here are some different strategies I can do. So let me just give you a little bit of background for us. One of my kids was identified, was diagnosed with ADHD. And this was way back when we were still traditionally schooling. We were trying to keep him in school. Homeschooling wasn't quite on our radar yet. And we tried all sorts of things. Some were helpful, some were a complete disaster. And then we have another one who we believe is also on that kind of ADHD, ADD spectrum that we don't have a diagnosis for and probably will never seek one for because number one, we've learned over the years. And number two, we have no intention of enrolling that child in a situation or school or other type of situation where they're going to be forced to sit forever, you know, or in these long periods of time and not be able to get up and move and and change things up. So that's the first thing I would try to figure out as a parent. What is it affecting? Is it affecting like how you can function as a family? Is it affecting the school setting? Is it affecting, you know, what they can and can't do from a, um, I don't know, an achievement perspective? And have you tried other things? Have you tried to change up the the way, the time of the day that you're you're teaching, the the style you're using where you're all together versus separated? Because some kids do better separated. Some kids do better with lots of things going on. So I would say first, you kind of have to look at where where and what it's affecting. Decide, did you want or need an official diagnosis? And what you're going to do as a result of that. If you don't need a diagnosis, what kinds of things can you put into place right now? There are resources and I can share some with you, but if you do want to seek a diagnosis, are you going to seek a diet? Are you someone who wants like medication or are you someone who wants like behavioral support? In which case you're going to decide if you're going to go to a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a therapist, an occupational therapist, and kind of go from there. First thing, I would just read about it. One of the best books I ever found on this whole situation is called The Gift of ADHD. I will send you a link to that book so you can link it because the author, it's in its second or third edition now, the author takes it from the perspective that this kind of hyper-focused brain and hyperactive brain is a gift and something that's beautiful and uh, worthy of being harnessed for good and gives all sorts of strategies for doing that harnessing that doesn't include really difficult food changes and behavioral changes and and medications and things. It's all about perspective and mindset shifts. Yeah. Because we're just talking about 
this is the way traditionally we fit kids into a box. This child is not going to go easily into that box. So is it okay to change the box? You know, right. right. From what I hear you saying, it's totally possible for a mom to very easily homeschool. Well, okay. We're not going to use the word easily homeschool a child (laughs) with ADHD, but I don't think it's easy to homeschool any kid neurotypical or otherwise, right? It's just a lot of hard work. You're just going to be working differently. You're going to have to have some research that you have to do and maybe change your own thinking just a little bit to be able to best meet the needs of that child. But it almost sounds to me like it could be an advantage for a child who has ADHD to be homeschooled. Yeah, absolutely. I think that homeschooling is kind of the ideal situation for a kiddo with ADHD, whether it is diagnosed or not, or just suspected, or someone just has those behavioral kind of characteristics and traits of an ADHD kid, because the the way that that brain works is, you know, I talk about brain wiring all the time, and we you mentioned already differently wired and neuroatypical and whatever. The brain is wired to seek interesting things. That's where part of that hyperactivity comes from, right? The the kiddo, the adult with it is always looking for something to get excited about. And so we have that opportunity as homeschoolers to kind of keep things interesting. And I'm not saying bring out the bells and the whistles and throw a party every single day, but super simple tweaks, right? Instead of reading on the couch, read at the table, read under the table, uh, bring out snacks for reading time. An ADHD brain seeks novelty. So any kind of little tweak you can do that makes it feel different or novel. One of the things we did that worked for a long time with my oldest when he was young is I would take the math paper out of the math workbook and I would cut it into pieces. I would tape it around the house and say, there's seven pieces today. Go find them. Oh, today there's only four go find them. It was different and movement was built in there. A good friend of mine, Shauna Winger, you've probably talked to her somewhere around here before, but maybe you haven't. Maybe you need to. I probably Um, need to. Yeah. You probably need to. She talks about taking her ADHD kid out with a Nerf gun and shooting math facts as he solves them or jumping on the trampoline, just doing something novel and different, but you don't have to do that all the time. If there's one thing that changes it up during the day, one small tweak that can set the stage for all the rest of it or break the brain out of whatever loop it's in that's keeping it not doing what it needs to do. And then you regroup and shift and move forward. So what about the parent who's listening to this and going, okay, great. Like I can do some research and I can figure out the way to make things novel for my child, but how can I make sure that I'm preparing them for a world that may not have researched all of this stuff and may not be willing to make things novel for them as they enter into college or adulthood? Okay. Can I get up on a soapbox for a second? (laughs) Sure. Okay. So differently wired kids are differently wired. They're going to have a differently wired life. and so. Our job is to help them be the best thems that they can be. And a lot of times that's going to mean they're not going to do the typical thing. So we can help that prepare them for life by helping them see what's amazing about the way their brain works, what's amazing about who they are, and giving them the tools to be successful within whatever their quirks are. 
and help expose them to lots of different things that actually could capitalize on that. So for example, my oldest, we spent a lot of time doing video stuff because he was interested in it, watching videos instead of reading textbooks, learning different coping mechanisms, including color coding calendars and stuff. And I am not going to say by any stretch of the imagination that he's got it all figured out, right? But he knows that his brain works differently. And so he needs to approach things differently. And he doesn't feel badly about the fact that his brain thinks differently. And so we can prepare our kids for whatever it is they're going to go into by getting to know them and helping them know themselves and then giving them the coping mechanisms along the way that they need to be successful in whatever it is they're passionate about. So if that's video work, if that's a classroom, some kind of job that's going to be classroom heavy, then we would put in study skill opportunities and classes and teach how to color code notes or take notes in a better way or record them. One little thing I read a long time ago, I don't even remember where I read it, but it was an account by somebody who has ADHD and super successful in college. And one of the things he said he did was he would record all of his lectures and he would play them at five times the speed later at night. Because his brain worked so fast, the lectures seemed endless and boring to him, but he could get the material if his, if it was going super fast because his brain was processing in that way. So he learned a coping mechanism. He didn't, he wasn't actively engaged necessarily in the lessons, but he wasn't sloughing off, but he re-listened at the speed his brain could process it. And he did amazing things. So we help them understand who they are and appreciate who they are and then find the coping mechanisms that are right for them. I love it. And it it sounds like it's very individualized, like no one ADHD solution is going to work for every single ADHD child. So, and you talk about this all the time and I think we'll wrap up on this. You have to be a student of your child, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You absolutely have to. Yeah. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for helping us figure out what this ADHD stuff is and whether or not we can uh, we can homeschool those children successfully. And it sounds like we can. So thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thank you. And there you have it. Now, if you would like links to any of the resources that Colleen and I chatted about today, including a wealth of resources on her website at Raising Lifelong Learners, we've linked them all for you in the show notes for this episode. You can find those at pambarnhill.com slash tmbh23. Now, I will be back next week. We're going to be talking about mm, what do I do if I don't finish my curriculum before the end of the school year. And believe it or not, you actually have a couple of options. So I will see you for that episode of the podcast. Until then, keep on homeschooling. 